You know, a couple of weeks ago, one of the generals in the faith went on to be with the Lord. And today we're going to be celebrating her life at 3 o'clock. But I just want to take a moment to just show honor to Susan Thompson. She was one of the pastors here at our church for more than 18 years. Wonderful, godly woman. Dr. T, if you would stand up, we just want to show honor and love to you. We love you. We respect you. And we just want to say thank you for your hard work and service to this fellowship. So today I want to show you one of the most important spiritual qualities that has probably the greatest potential to not only impact your life, your future, the trajectory of where you're going and how quickly you're going to get there, but it has the potential to change the people around you in their life as well. This quality is a key spiritual strength. It impacts your spiritual life, your ministry impact. It impacts your physical health. It impacts the relationships that you're in, your wife, your husband, your family, your kids. It has the potential to impact your financial potential and goals. It has the key to help you to reach the things that are most important in your life. Now, this quality is not based on our appearance. This quality is not based on our background, on where we've come from. It's not based on our family history. It's not based on our education, but it's based on one thing that we're going to talk about today that is so important. The word is consistency. Everyone say consistency. Consistency. Even when I say that, you're looking at your life and you're thinking, oh man, I came to the wrong service. He's going to make me feel, I am messed up. I can't believe we're going to talk about this. I want you to hear me. Because if you allow this to go into your heart and you begin to make adjustments to bring consistency with the way that you live, the way that you react, the way that you make decisions, and you consistently live this way, all these other areas are going to be impacted. It's going to impact the way you eat. It's going to impact the way that you read the Bible or exercise. It's going to impact even being on time for church. Maybe you have good intentions, but it's a struggle oftentimes to follow through. I want you to know you're not the only one that may be struggling with consistency. As I was preparing this message, oftentimes this week I would go look in the mirror and say, man, Glenn, you need some consistency, buddy. Get it together. But guess what? It wasn't just Pastor Glenn that was challenged by this. The Apostle Paul was also challenged with consistency and living consistently in his life. We see the Apostle Paul in the book of Romans, Romans 7, starting at verse 15, where he describes the inconsistencies that he struggles with. He says, I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyways. How many can relate to that scripture right there? So if you're tired of having good intentions and you've, you're falling short over and over again, this message is for all of us. This is week three of a series that we've called Training Camp. 
And what we're talking about is training our minds, training our thoughts, training our spirits, that we're not just having good intentions, but we're pre-deciding based on a situation that comes before us, what our action point and what the reactions are gonna be deciding. So when I faced with a certain situation in your notes, I pre-decided to take this action. It takes a willful decision now because so often when we react, we react in the wrong way and we act and react out of the flesh. God wants us to walk in the spirit and to live by the spirit and to react to our situations and circumstances in the spirit. Can you say amen? So during this series, we're gonna be talking about the decisions. Our life is made up to this point of decision after decision after decision. Some are easy, some are hard, some have been good, some have been bad. But don't complain about where you are. You can look back and look at the decisions and choices that you made that brought you to this point. So last week, Pastor Marcelo did a great job as he talked about the importance of overcoming temptation. You see, temptations are going to come our way because there's a devil that hates you and he wants to destroy you. He wants to bring down your life and he wants to see compromise. So every day there's gonna, there's gonna be temptations that cause us to fall. So he talked about last week to be ready. Say, I am ready. I wanna encourage you, be ready and be ready to react when the enemy tries to bring you down. This week we're talking about being consistent. Next week, we're gonna be talking about being devoted, being generous, being faithful, and being a finisher. If we begin to look at all of these elements in our life and we begin to just elevate our decision-making, our lives are gonna be radically changed for the glory of God. How many want that in their life? I know I do. So pre-deciding, what we're looking at today is in your notes, with God's help, I am consistent. It's hard to be consistent, but I want you to know that with God's help, and when you wake up every day and you pray, God, I need help with consistency in my life. When you pray that, God is gonna show up because you're his kid. He loves you, he's got a plan for you, but it's up to us to be consistent with the choices that we make. In your notes, I want you to hear this, this is so important. Successful people do consistently what other people do occasionally. You wanna be successful, you wanna reach your goals, you wanna have healthy relationships, healthy boundaries, you wanna be closer to God. There are certain things that the most godly people do consistently than other people do occasionally. Why does that person have such a strong, intimate relationship with the Lord? Talk to them. You know what they'll probably tell you? I consistently pray every day. I consistently get into the word every day. How are you gonna have a growing, thriving relationship with Jesus Christ if you're in a high-buy relationship? If you're a rub-a-dub-grub, thanks-for-the-grub relationship with the Lord, then really having a consistent, growing, and thriving prayer life and spirituality. See, I wanna show you today in Scripture why consistency matters and how to grow in consistency in a way that honors God. The way that we honor God is with the consistency of our choices that are biblically founded and they're bounded on grace and God's word. See, there's a guy in the Bible that was probably the most consistent person named in scripture. His name is Daniel. Daniel was consistent in every area of his life. He was very consistent morally, 
He was consistent relationally. He was consistent spiritually. And he was a consistent, great leader leading people to follow God. Now, let me give you a little of the backstory to Daniel and how he was raised up in Scripture. We see around 605 B.C., about 18 years after the Babylonian people, the evil kingdom of Babylon destroyed Jerusalem. The Babylonian government, what they would do is they would abduct children right around the age of 12, usually boys, and they would bring them into a camp and they would indoctrinate them. They would brainwash them. They would begin to teach them their ways what you should eat, what you shouldn't eat, the things that are important in our culture. This is how you're gonna be successful in the Babylonian culture. And it was evil, and it was wrong, and it was anti-God. The king at the time, his name was Darius. He noticed Daniel. You see, when you're consistent, people see it. You know when you're consistently on time for work? The people that are late, they see it. Because they walk into the office and they say, oh, there they are again. Your boss sees it. Your friends see it. When you're consistently spiritually, your friends, when they have need, they're not going to some Joe Blow person that they barely know spiritually. They're going to the people they know consistently have a walk with the Lord that is strong. Daniel was noticed by the king. And so what happened, the other leaders tried to undermine Daniel. They were very upset with the success that Daniel was being thrust into. And they wanted to do anything they could to dig up dirt on Daniel, to look at things in his past. They wanted to see what his past relationships were like. I'm sure they looked at his social media posts to see if he said something dumb on Twitter. They wanted to find fault in his character because in their hearts, they wanted to cancel Daniel. See, this cancel culture, it's always been around. They were trying to cancel Daniel. So we see this in Daniel chapter 6, verse 4. It says, but they couldn't find anything to criticize or condemn. Listen to this. He was faithful, always responsible, and completely trustworthy. Always completely. These are words of consistency that Daniel walked out in his life, and the leadership noticed it and saw it. So the people that were undermining the king, or undermining Daniel, went to the king and said, this is what you should do. Daniel should be praying to you and not praying to God. So why don't you do something over the next 30 days that if anyone prays to another God, God other than you, will be thrown into the lion's den. Torture. What was ahead? What a horrible thought. A lion's den. But what would Daniel do? Many of us would say, whoa, now you cross the line. I could take off a month, God. I'll see you in a month. Daniel didn't say that because Daniel was consistently doing what Daniel did, which made him a great leader and a great spiritual force in the Bible. Daniel chapter 6, verse 10. Daniel's response. But when Daniel learned that the law had been signed, he didn't freak out. He didn't call his mama. He didn't yell. This is what he did. He went home, knelt down as usual in his upstairs room. Its windows were open towards Jerusalem, and he prayed three times a day, just as he always has done, giving thanks to his God. You see, Daniel consistently pursued the heart of God. 
Daniel's heart was more of God. I'm not going to be ruled by the cares of this world. I'm going to trust you. Even in the midst of sure death, God, I trust you. Now, how did Daniel have this level of trust? It wasn't because he had an occasional conversation with God. It wasn't that he, you know, once in a while would think, okay, God, I need you. God, where are you? No, he believed, he consistently prayed, he consistently sought after the heart of God. And what did God do? God sent an angel to shut the lion's mouth. Daniel 6, 23. It says, when Daniel was lifted from the, ten, from the den, no wound was found on him because he had trusted his God. When, when Daniel learned to trust God, he didn't learn to trust God in the lion's den. So often we're like, okay, we're in the middle of a, a situation. Now I'm going to trust God. No, Daniel learned to trust God in his prayer closet. We're going to learn to trust God in our prayer closet, through consistently seeking him and praying to him. You see, most of us, it's just a fact. Pray occasionally. Daniel prayed consistently. It's not what we do occasionally that makes a difference. It's what we do consistently that's gonna make a difference in our life. So quickly, as we close today, I wanna just share with you how we grow consistently in our lives. We start with the why, we plan to fail, which I'll explain in just a little bit, and we fall in love with the process. So let's start in your notes. Start with the why. Why did Daniel pray consistently? You see, for Daniel, it was never an outward show. We see the, the Pharisees, where they talk about how they would get up and pray these long prayers and use these long terms, and it was to be braggadocious and to make people think they're so spiritual. No. Daniel prayed because he had an inward devotion to God. That's just who he was. He was a prayer warrior. Do you know people in your life that that's just who they are? When you have a need, you're going to that person because you know they're going to get in touch with God because of their devotion to him. Daniel had that. Most people, they start a New Year's resolution, and when they start it, it's not based out of a why. It's based out of a desire and not devotion. You want to change, but you don't have a compelling, clear why, guess what's going to happen? February is going to come around, and it's going to be going right back to the way it was. When you really have a why that matters most to you, the things that are important to you, the people that are important to you, the relationships that are important to you, the way that you live, the future that you desire to have, you've got to have a why that drives you to consistently living your life in a way that's gonna make all of those things happen. You see, as we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, that's when all these other things are added unto us. But we've gotta have a why. So if your doctor tells you this week, well, you got lung cancer, you're gonna have to stop smoking. You're not gonna wait till January 1st to start smoking because you got two months to the beginning of the year. You're gonna do something right now because your life depends on it. You're gonna start with a life-dependent act. And if we begin to look at our whys, they, there's so much in the balance for all of us. As we grow in consistency, it always has to start with the why. So if you want to be closer to God, start with, 
what are you doing to be closer? The reason why you are going to be closer, the impact that you're going to have on the people around you, the intimacy that you're going to have with your Lord and Savior, there's the why. And then you begin to serve him faithfully and consistently. You know, I want to tell you, people that come to church once every three months are at a completely different place than people that are getting fed week in and week out. It's just the way it is. People that are consistently coming and hearing the word of God, that's what's going to grow you, develop you, and make you a man or a woman of God. You want a better marriage? That's a big why. What are you going to do to make that marriage better? Are you going to spend time loving and caring for the person? Something Elena and I have done for 33 years, actually 35, when we started dating. We had a Friday night date night. And guess what? That was non-negotiable. There was a huge why to that. When I tried to get out of it, she's like, oh, no, 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 no. We're not getting out of that date night. Because that's how we're going to be closer. That's how we're going to have a strong marriage. That's how our marriage is going to grow and develop and sustain when troubles may come. There's a big why there, and guess what? It affects the people around us. Now my son and daughter-in-law, Friday night, where are they at? I track them on that mobile phone device. I'm like, oh, don't tell Andrew. Oh, okay. And he's usually at Dunedin, on the causeway. They're somewhere spending time together as husband and wife. And now my youngest daughter, who's getting married in April, every Friday night, they're not going out with friends, they're going out with each other to consistently build a relationship that is important. You wanna see financial stability in your life and not live paycheck to paycheck? Then start living differently. Stop having the impulse buying, buying things that really don't matter. Maybe you wanna get out of debt. Guess what, how you get out of debt? Start somewhere today. Put $20 a month. Snowball that thing, and then $50 a month till you get out of debt, and when you're out of debt, guess what? When situations like this come, it gives me great joy that I was able to give yesterday substantially to help the people of Fort Myers because I live with margin. It's important to me. Our financial stability, it will happen as we consistently live honoring God with our finances. Maybe it's a, a bad habit. Maybe it's a, a habit that you would look at and you say, this is just the way my family is. We've always had alcohol issues. And it's a generational curse. Guess what? That generational curse can stop right here with you today. When you begin to honor God and you begin to say, God, not today, Satan, you're not going to have your way with me. But it takes consistently making the right decisions. I'm not talking about willpower today. I'm talking about why power. When you wake up and you say, I have why power to accomplish what God's called me to do with my life and my purpose, and I'm going to consistently pre-decide to make a godly choice and a godly decision with every decision in front of me to honor God. Will there be obstacles? There will always be obstacles, but you always have to revert back to the why. In your notes, when you know your why, you will find away. Your why will always lead you in the path of the way and the priorities of things that matter most. So define your why. When your values are clear, your decisions are easier. What do you value most? When you value your, your relationship with God, you value your family, you value the things that are most important to reach the goals and the plan that God has for you, when they're clear, your decisions are always easier. Second thing, we're human. We're flesh and blood. So when we make these decisions, 
We make them wisely, but plan to fail. It sounds counterintuitive, but I want you to know, Daniel, it says prayed three times a day, but I'm sure Daniel missed a time or two. There may have been a time that Darius said, you're gonna have to work late today, buddy. You're not gonna have, you're gonna go home late. Maybe he got caught up in a traffic jam of camels. But I'm sure there was something that happened, but Daniel didn't let a failure in one day of not following through in one day cause him to stop praying. He had a mindset that when I fail, I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna get right back to moving where I'm going. Why so many people have a hard time going and looking at the goal? The goal seems so far away. And then you start, and you start eating right, and you stop drinking soda, but then, listen, I've only had two sodas with sugar in the last nine months. But I want you to know, thank you, thank you, thank you. I want you to know this, every day it's a struggle, every day. I made a decision, if I'm gonna be healthy, this is what I gotta do because the doctor said you are pre-diabetic and you gotta get it together. Now, those two times I slipped up. And let me tell you, I had that soda, that fountain drink, big gulp. <laughs> 79 cent with the app. I mean, I can hardly contain myself when I'm pushing the button, I'm shaking like this. I'm doing that little, that sip thing that you're not supposed to do. That I'm, I'm, oh, I'm breathing. I get in my car and I just sit there for 10 minutes. I'm just like, I don't want any distraction. I'm just going to enjoy my Coke. Guess what? If I woke up the next day and said, you know what, I screwed up. Let's just, I'm just going to go back to the way it was. I'm just, then I would be missing out on a healthy life that God has for me. I've gotta get back up. When I fail, I get back up. When I say the wrong thing, I say the right thing to make up. It's up to us to put our goals in front of us and when we fall, get back up and be consistent to get going where you're supposed to be going. In your notes, being consistent isn't the same as being perfect. We have to have a strategy. We have to have it. Somebody came after first service and said, Pastor Glenn, sometimes I just forget to pray. Do you think it's disrespectful to put it on my calendar? I said, put that thing on every hour of your calendar. Pray, 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 pray. Whatever you need to do to get the things lined up so that you can put yourself in a position to be successful. That's what God wants. Being consistent isn't the same as being perfect. Last thing in your notes, fall in love with the process. Daniel wasn't trying to get promoted. He was just consistently doing what mattered most to God. So when we feel that we're gonna desire to lose 20 pounds, we've got to start somewhere. When we fall, we get back up, but we gotta be committed to that process. If you're committed to get out of debt, stay committed, make a dumb purchase. God, forgive me. You know, Amazon will take a lot back after a couple months, just so you know. Some people, they say, oh, I'm going to read the whole Bible. And then they get caught up in numbers, and this person begot this person. They're like, man, I'm, I'm kind of lost here. I forget the whole Bible. Just consistently read Scripture. There's easy ways to have reading plans. Consistently making a difference in your life with the decisions that you have day in and day out. In your notes, 
You're not successful when you achieve your goals in the future. You're successful when you honor God today. God's called us to bring honor to him. My desire is to honor God. I'm going to train my mind that with God's help, I'm going to honor him with the choices and the decisions that I make every single day. We train our minds. You see, not successful, you're not successful when you achieve your goal in the future. You're successful when you honor God today. So when you're pre-deciding what your goals and your decisions are for your future, we're pre-deciding to honor God and do things God's way in every area of our life. So my question to you as we close today, what is God calling you to be consistent with? What area in your life, just take a moment and think, what area of your life is God saying you need consistency here? How can you honor God more in this area? Some of you are like, well, Pastor Glenn, I just got 100 things. God just put like a scroll in my head. Start with one. Start with one area of your life. Maybe it's your prayer time. Maybe it's your words and the way that you speak to others. Maybe it's in your attitude or maybe it could be the time you go to bed or the time you wake up. Look at the way you treat the people around you. God wants us to be consistent. Let him speak to you. Because when God speaks to you, he's also gonna show you the why, the way. He's also gonna give you the strength to supernaturally get back up when you fall. But you've gotta pre-decide. You pre-decide today, God, I will be consistent. Daniel, three times a day, he sought after the Lord. I can pre-decide how I'm going to live my life. You see, it's a decision that we make ahead of time. If you start with your why, and you know that you're not gonna be perfect, and you plan, okay, when I fail, I'm gonna get back up, and you fall in love with the process of growing and developing and being all that God's called you to be, the great news is God's with you. God's got a plan with, for you. And when you honor him, I promise you, when you honor God, he will always bring honor and blessing to you. God will bless you. He'll anoint your life. He'll go before you and make things that seem impossible, absolutely possible. We saw all these babies dedicated today. You know how we're gonna see these babies grow and develop in their walk with the Lord? It's by consistently raising our children in the way that God's called them to be raised. To be consistent in church, to be consistent in praying with them, to be consistent with the way that we live, the way that we walk, and the way that we love. You want this area in your life to change? Change it with godly consistency. Can you say amen? Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Father, we love you so much. Father, during this training camp series, we want to grow. We want to develop. We don't want to stay the same. But God, we want to pre-decide the decisions that are ahead so that we can honor you with our lives and our choices. Give us strength. Anoint our lives. Anoint our hearts. And anoint the way that we live in Jesus' name. With every head bowed, every eye closed. Before you go home today, maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor Glenn, the most important thing to me, I want to know Jesus Christ personally. I lack consistently because I don't have a relationship with God. Today I say to you, it could be the most important decision you ever make, the choice of salvation, the choice of honoring God, the choice of giving your life to him. And if you wanna be included in this prayer today, today is your day. 
Today's your day. Don't let this moment pass you by. If you want to be included in this prayer right now, just when I count to three, raise your hand, look at me. I'm not gonna call you out. I'm not gonna embarrass you, but today is your day to fall in love with Jesus. One, two, three. Raise your hand if that's you. Thank you, yes, hands going up all over. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, raise it up high. Thank you, yes, 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 yes. God bless y'all, thank you, yes, yes. Can we pray together for the sake of all those that raised their hands today? Just repeat this prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you for who you are. A great God, my King. I ask you to forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart. I commit my life to you today. And I pray consistently for that in my future. Today, I accept you, Jesus, as my Lord, my Savior, and my God. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give the Lord a great praise offering today? I love you so much, church. I just want to remind you, if you have a desire to sign up to be on a team that would go to Fort Myers or Cape Coral in the North Lobby, if you have a desire to be part of a prayer team that will be praying 24 hours a day, sign up in the lobby. Don't forget, between now and 6 o'clock, we're collecting all those items. What a great thing it's going to be as we load up our mobile food truck and we bring the hands of feet of Jesus to Southwest Florida. Can you say amen? God bless you, church. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, Pastor Glenn. Would you stand now to receive your blessing? And as the altar prayer team makes its way forward, I want to encourage you, as soon as we finish with this blessing, feel free to come forward and receive prayer from any one of these altar prayer team members, especially if you just really gave your heart to Jesus for the first time. But to receive your blessing now, would you just open your hearts, lift your hands, or turn your palms upward in an attitude of receiving. May the Lord bless each and every one of you the power of consistency with the knowledge of his love. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. I love you, church, and we'll see you this Worship Wednesday.